0: This episode of the 42 Rugby Weekly is brought to you by Dundee Motors, Ireland's largest car website. Find your next premium car from one of our trusted dealerships.
1: I don't think we've met before, but I'm the referee on this field. Leinster could have me five mil a year, I wouldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> it is Chubby Rugby, rugby, weekly. A little reverse pass.
0: Hello and welcome to the 42 rugby weekly on the final week of the URC season, and what a weekend to look forward to with Munster down in Cape Town to take on the Stormers in Saturday's URC final. Kieran Kennedy here and Murray Kinslet is on the line to help me look forward to it all. Murray, all well.
1: All good. I have final fever again this weekend. It's class to have back-to-back huge games for two of the Irish provinces. We've got a premiership final tomorrow, the Pro You've got Leeds potentially pulling off the miracle of all miracles to stay up and Waterford are playing on Sunday, so all in all a, a good weekend. I know you're heading down on Sunday. How, how are you set?
0: Good, yeah, good. I'm going to Thurless on Sunday um, to watch the Waterford Hurlers bow out of the Munster Championship. Um, hasn't been a classic summer for the for, on the hurling front, but I have had plenty of good rugby matches in between to kind of Ease the pain. It's kind of one of those weekends, actually, or tomorrow in particular, where you know we don't really see much of the the nice weather. But um, look, there's worse things. There's worse things to be doing. Um, but yeah, let's let's get straight into it because as we record, the two teams are not long out for Munster. There is one big call in terms of the bench, but the good news is it's a remarkably full strength side, really, for this time of the year. So, of the four players who missed the URC semi final win over Leinster, three come straight back into the team. Malachi Fekitoa, Conor Murray and Calvin Ash all start. But RG Snyman is named on the bench, which means Ty Byrne and John Klein continue in the
1: second row. Murray, were you surprised to see Snyman named on the bench? I was a little, just because of his game-changing ability. And of course you can use that off the bench and no doubt they will look for that massive impact from him. But, you know, I kind of... Perceive that this is exactly the reason why they'd signed a player of his caliber to have him starting the biggest games and listen we'll see how his impact is on the flip side of it you have a guy like John Hodnitz who really is the one who benefits isn't he because Tygburn stays in the second row and and doesn't drop into the back row and Omani moved to the seven jersey Hodnitz been excellent this season he's been one of the best players all year and you can only imagine that the Munster staff feel he is suited to the opening parts of this game with his work rate, with his engine, with his offloading ability and his carrying and his footwork that he's shown as well. And and he showed that obviously most prominently in that kind of final passage that Munster had against Leinster in the semi-final semi final win. So he's not undeserving of his place at all. And, and Simon had that punch off the bench. But I definitely would have had him in there to start because he's that big game player that we had been so excited about seeing in the in the Munster jersey as often as possible. It is a really strong 23 though. What a great position to be in with all those players returning from injury, with lots of form, with guys like Dave Kilcoyne and Jack O'Donoghue missing out on a match day 23, which is pretty remarkable. Really experienced guys, but you can't argue with the selection that this Munster staff have gone for. And there's probably another number of other guys who are really feeling hard done by not to be involved, but... There's quality across the board. There's fitness. There's form. There's confidence. There's venom. I think, as as John Dobson mentioned, and there's a bit of spite in this fixture as well. So it is a strong Munster Twenty Three. Lots to be excited about.
0: Yeah, and that's it. Even with Snyman on the bench, like John Klein and Tyg Byrne have been going so well, and as you say, that Munster back row has been going so well, and Graham Roundtree does appear to have settled on a pretty f- almost a favoured first fifteen over the the last couple of months, and. As they've embarked on this brilliant run of form, I mean, Simon aside, this is the Munster team we were expecting. And that consistency in terms of selection has been a huge part of their surge
1: over the second half of the season. Combinations are massive in rugby. The cohesion factor is huge. I'm sure pe- lots of people listening have read old Ben Darwin's work on that aspect in rugby. And across all sports, it's massive. The familiarity, the understanding you you benefit from in those combinations. And Munster have some really strong ones. The back three is a great example. Keith Earls is on the bench. I think that's a relief for all of his supporters because they very much could have gone for a 6-2 bench again, but they've they've reverted to 5-3 to, to have Casey, Healy and Earls all there. But, it, you know, that starting back three of Daly, Nash, Haley thoroughly deserves their, their start again. They've been excellent together. They've really bought into... The new demands and license that they have, particularly the two wings to to Rome. And I know you were writing about Shane Daly, a, a great piece this week, and his license and how he's fully embraced and he's showing different parts of his skill set. Nash is the same. He looks like a different player this year. He's almost like a new signing and he's benefited from more starts this season than the previous two combined, but also just because the demands on him uh, and expectations are are different. Hayley as well on kick return, on counter-attack. Has looked so enthused by being encouraged to to show his footwork and try and beat a couple of defenders, um, rather than maybe always opting to to kick the the ball back. The centre pairing of Fekitoa Frisch has worked out really well to the extent that I think there's a bit of sadness that Fekitoa is going to be leaving. It was obviously a really tough start to the season, and he is he has he had responsibility in that absolutely individual responsibility, but it was a tough time for him, wasn't it? Moving over to Ireland new baby his wife I think is from Spain or his partner's from Spain and she didn't have her family around her and that was a strain for him and he was tired after a summer with Tonga because he wants to play for Tonga and be part of that squad now for the World Cup and all those factors mixed together with players departing for Emerging Ireland so he couldn't build up some of that cohesion we're talking about but we've seen him as a totally different player with a Munster team that has been playing really well in the the second part of this season. So he's linked with Frisch brilliantly and, and their partnership will be key again. I think the 9-10 pairing is the right one for this game. Casey was excellent against Leinster again. He'll definitely have a role to play in this in this final, but Conor Murray has been in excellent form. He's got nous and experience and he's got... Um, He's got skills that go along with the attacking side of the game. The Munster have flourished in so strongly, so I think that's a, a smart call. And, and Crowley, again, another stage for him to show his big game temperament, which we saw in spades against Leinster with that drop goal moment. Um, so, yeah, the the familiarity that you mentioned, it's a it's a great point, Kieran.
0: Yeah, the, the Stormers team is also out, so Marvin Ori and Dion Fury both come back in with a six-two split in the bench. And it, again, it's pretty much what we were expecting from the Stormers. And you just look at some of the names there. Kitsov, Evan Roos, Libach, Di Plessis, Willems. There's a lot of firepower there. It's a very, very strong and impressive Stormer side.
1: That 10-15 axis of Manny Libach and, and Damian Willemsa is key, isn't it? Creative, with a nice bit of bite to them as well. I love Willems' approach to play. I think you could play him in the back row and he'd do a really good job. He's a brilliant just a brilliant, pure rugby player. And Libok, class story. 2021, he was unwanted in South Africa. John Dobson was recruiting on the cheap at the time and trying to figure out how he could get players in while they're in administration and severe financial difficulty. And he, he phoned Libok up and told him, come to the Stormers. And now look at him. People are in South Africa are, are saying, this guy should be starting for the Springboks at the World Cup because he's such a, a brilliant, creative player. The last time he played Munster, he was awful off the tee. And he'll be very determined to put that right. I, I saw Razzi Erasmus mentioning that in his media dealings yesterday, which is quite a pointed thing to do. You know, kind of point out this is why maybe he won't be a Springbok starter. So he's got a point to prove in that regard. But the way the two of them link up and create opportunity on kick return and, and turnover, those transition areas of the game is really important. Herschel Jansky's at nine with his pace is excellent in that regard. But they've got a nice mean edge them as well don't they Joseph Dweeba has a lot of backing up to do after that video leaked of him saying that he was going to F Monster up and that the Stormers were going to of course they're going to try to do that that's what every team tries to do but normally that's not in the public domain uh, but Franz Matherber, you know what a old school technician tight head. I love the way he is bread and butter first and foremost and he can do other things but it's scrum rock mall he's outstanding in those areas and as you mentioned so much punch, particularly in the back row with Evan Roos. Getting back to his best. Diamani is a an X Factor player and another amazing story. I'm I'm sure a lot of people have seen the the rugby pass interview with him from a couple of years ago. Jamie Lyle did it. Uh, it's well worth digging out if you haven't seen it. He's got a incredible backstory. Um, and Forey's skill set is really important to this team. He's a nuggety, nuisance pest of a player. He'll have those jackal turnover moments, he'll disrupt your flow um and he can also make an impact on the ball so there's a really nice blend in this Stormers team and while they are known for that attacking DNA behind all that there's there's more to it Norman Laker their defence coach is basically a protege of Jacques Nienaber who kind of taught him everything he knows and the defensive system is even more harem scare maybe than the Springboks they can go and get the ball back and and they can create try scoring opportunities for themselves with their defence but also for the opposition when they don't get it right. So Munster will be under decision-making pressure constantly but there are opportunities there potentially as well.
0: The 42 Rugby Weekly is sponsored by Dundeal Motors. Whether it's luxury cars, seven-seaters for a growing family or making the switch to electric, find everything you need at dundeele.ie. We might look back to the match itself but it's worth touching on how both teams have reached this stage for Munster to come from where they were earlier in the season new coaching team in two wins from their opening seven the performance is very disjointed in places but despite a few bumps in the road it just started to fall into place and they've been on this brilliant run away from home for the last month well it was since the Sormers game last month actually and this is their sixth game away on the bounce it's just been brilliant to watch them turn their season around in such impressive fashion and see the work being done by the coaches on the training field start to come together and translate itself into performances on the pitch
1: I think those coaches would probably argue and I I agree with your your assessment over there that it was turned around I think they would have said this was the plan that it was going to take a bit of pain potentially at the start of the season to get to where they wanted to be because it might only sound like a small thing, but changing how you train and making it more intense and quicker is actually a massive change when it hasn't been like that for, what, four or five years under Van Gran. It was a slower approach to training, so the players physically had to get used to the demands. It was really tough at, at the start, training faster, training quicker, load of ball and play, these kind of chaos games that they introduced, similar to the Tuesdays, I suppose, in, in Leinster. And in terms of their skill sets, they massively have to get used to that. Being under pressure all the time, being asked to actually play the ball at the line. And some of the forwards passing stats haven't actually gone up hugely, say passes per game, but the manner in which they're doing it has been magnified. So Jean Klein has to take to the ball to to the line and pass under real pressure, sometimes blind out the back, rather than just flicking the ball out early and allowing the defence to to get a good read on it nice and early. Um, all those little details take time to to get through and they understood that there might be a bit of pain now I don't think they would have enjoyed it or embraced any of that at the start of the season because it was it was looking really ropey there for a while but gradually gradually things did start to click they fixed that attacking breakdown and the attacking side of the game has has really flourished so it is a, a remarkable journey they've been on and I don't think they would have expected it to bear fruit this soon and look they might lose the final but I still think that's bearing fruit they've got into a final where it feels like there's a realistic chance of them winning it and they also beat Leinster which was the big sticking point over the, the last number of years um, even with a, a weakened Leinster team it's still a, a massive achievement that they pulled off in Dublin so it has been a remarkable journey Graham Rountree was calmed through it all they were the messages he was giving players don't lose focus we're going to get to the right place Trust me with this. And they have always trusted him, the players. That's why he went for the job in the first place. He never went for a head coaching job before. And he's loved loads of other clubs and and places that he's been. And he's got on great with the players in, in those places as well. But he could see what needed refreshing. He could see that the players would buy in and, and get behind him. And he went for it. And I don't know if people remember at the time, but he had this frustrating wait. He did his interview and then months went by before he before he heard for sure. And he got frustrated at one point. He was wondering, should I pull my name out of this? But he he kind of knew that it was the, the right role for him and it's proven a really nice blend. And you don't want to just completely uh, denigrate what was was there before, but I think the fresh energy and buzz around the province has been really palpable. The supporters are really proud of the Roby at Munster are playing and those who had become disenfranchised by the the style previously and and some of the decisions have really re-engaged in my experience with it with it this year so it's been a great journey it's a successful season and you wouldn't put it past them to pull off another surprise in, in this final Ciarán
0: certainly not and and I think that's the key actually it is it does feel energized this year and win or lose tomorrow we'll look back at this season as being a success considering the progress that's been made Looking at the other side of this game, I'm, sh- I'm sure most of our listeners are aware, but I might just ask you to put the Stormers' journey into context. This is a team that were in administration when they joined the URC in 2021 and now 80 minutes away from being back-to-back champions. It's, it's a very impressive team on the pitch, very impressive in the way they're trying to grow the game too. And I know you've had some interesting interactions with John Dobson.
1: He's an interesting character, isn't he? He gets it. Um, apparently there was a big. I think I may have mentioned this in the pod before. Apparently there was a big kind of meeting between all the different clubs, and he did a presentation on why the clubs and the coaches and the players have to be selling themselves because Roby doesn't do a good job of that. He gets it, and even this week, the last couple of weeks, he's he's not been afraid of making a few comments that like really could be perceived as highly inflammatory. If you didn't know that he understands that himself, you know, he's in really honest about it he said this is a really personal game he said Munster came and beat their unbeaten record he actually said on the record there are a couple of players there we don't like in their team so there's a lot of needle in this and that's what you want you want that bit of spice but that's maybe an aside as to how he's managed an incredibly tough situation which you've mentioned there 2019 when he took over they were in super rugby then covid hit then administration hit the Stormers. And you think of the, the superstar players that they they lost in that period, like Khaleesi, Mbonambi, Peter Steff, the toy, Etzebet left, Willemsa left, or sorry, Damian D'Alenda left. So that's at the core of a, an outstanding team, and they obviously didn't have a lot of money to, to get guys in. So it was the Libox, the Diamanis, the Evan Rooses, who hadn't gone well at the Sharks, who he recruited, along with that kind of homegrown crop of players. And there's an amazing pride in the Western Cape Province about the Stormers. They had a history in Super Rugby. They'd never won a trophy, but they'd been competitive and they'd had some great teams and some of those great players I mentioned. And in an area of, what, seven million population, they're a rugby obsessed. And the Stormers have done a brilliant job of representing that region. It is quite a diverse squad. There's lads there who've come through the poshest, most prestigious, richest schools in South Africa. But there's also guys who've come from from township shacks, someone like uh, Marvin Orie and Diamani's another one. And also I'm sure people haven't been aware of the, the ticket prices over there and starting at the equivalent of three euro, which obviously represents a exchange rate and whatever on the economic side, but also because the stormers want their crowd to be diverse as well. They want the whole region to be there and and Dobson's made a big play on that. Their whole mission statement is is making Cape Town smile and not just as he says, the lads who lived in, lived in the kind of penthouses in the nice downtown areas, but but all parts of it. He loves telling a story about one of the police administrators from one of those townships telling him that when the Stormers win, gender-based violence goes down in that area and there's, there's a whole lot of other positive side effects of it. So they have this kind of powerful mission behind them and he's really good at teaming, which is... A big thing at the moment, obviously, Raj and David Sharkey in in La Rochelle, they've done a really good job of doing that. And he's excellent at it. Dobson's a twice-published novelist. He ran the Roby365 website and co-founded that. He understands the influence and the power of storytelling, and he does a brilliant job of that. He has all sorts of strands going on at all times. NASA, the US Marines. Sisyphus last year was a, a big one, I know. And that kind of stuff is you can kind of dismiss it but it does help keep momentum through a through a season and he, he's done an excellent job of that so yeah they've been great they've been a brilliant addition this is could be their second trophy in two seasons at what an unbelievable success and I think it's brilliant that that video leaked I think it's brilliant that Dobson is open and honest in that way I hope there's more pushing and shoving I hope there's more bite for this game and I hope when they play again next season it's even more ferocious that rivalry. It's it's what we all want to see and they also play a very, very attractive brand of rugby. So I guess in short there's a lot to like, isn't there?
0: Oh absolutely, yeah. And I feel like in the media we've been spoiled between having John Dobson this week and the back of having Raj last week. <laughs> this <laughs> is this is exactly what we want. More of this. Uh looking at the game itself then, earlier in the week Jean Klein was asked about this being bonus territory, which he didn't buy. Now I think it is given where they've come from but at the same time these opportunities don't come around often and Munster know they are able to beat the Stormers in Cape Town. They've they've been there and they've done it very recently. They're at full strength. They're in form. Full of confidence in the back of that Leinster semi-final and look, they probably are up against it but this is a brilliant opportunity to go and do something special.
1: It really is. It's winnable and I know the Stormers are favourites. I think they're five point favourites which is fair based on their quality and being defending champions, they're going to have over 50,000 people, maybe. We're mainly remains seeing exactly how many Munster turn up, but it sounds like there's an absolute army of them heading or down there already and coming from other parts of the world. And that's also another part of the reason you can kind of imagine Munster coming away with a with a success here. The Stormer strengths are really well flagged in terms of how Munster managed them. And Owen spoke about it really well on Wednesday. You just cannot give them those transition opportunities but yeah I, I think Munster have enough weapons of their own to, to cause real trouble Connacht showed that the Stormers are fallible in many instances in their semi-final obviously they had a brilliant start when the Stormers looked really nervous I don't know whether that, that comes into it again but Connacht put together some brilliant scores in that game they just gave up scores way 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 too easily one off line out in first phase which at that level you just cannot get away with it a couple of instances where they actually kicked well, but the chase wasn't good enough and they didn't make tackles off the back of the good kicks, and the stormer scored in the blink of an eye. So we've got a sense of how it might look, but it'll probably take the most accurate clinical monster performance yet. And in that regard, they have a template based on two weekends ago against Leinster when they were brave in attack and they were accurate with their skills. They were ferocious in defence and really shot Leinster down for massive portions of the game. They were tactically astute in not giving Leinster those line-out opportunities to to strike with their brilliant first-phase attacks. And that should give Munster fans great heart for for this one.
0: Yeah, and and you touched on it earlier, but it does feel like the type of game where there might be a nice little bit of needle as well. We've just come out of a spicy enough week with La Rochelle and Leinster. This is another rivalry that has a bit of an edge to it now and and that's an important part of it this weekend because against a team like the Stormers discipline is just so important
1: yeah I mean it was the last game down there as well 26-24 to Munster and there was a hell of a lot of this Peter Omani obviously central to it and, and paid a price indeed um, I can remember other instances of that game where maybe there could have been yellow cards It was hands all over his face at one stage everyone will be looking out for Joseph Dweeba no doubt and that discipline side of it will actually be key so I think the side who maybe holds himself back the, the best in that regard will will prevail and Dobson mentioned he, he reckons that Munster will try and get under their skins try and get them to to provoke them into giving away penalties that let Munster down into their 22 so that's an absolute massive focus for Stormers who probably are a better team at, at this very stage but Leinster were probably a better team than Munster before the semi-final and and they did a brilliant job. And, and the lack of pressure on Munster is a nice position for them to be in as well. So, yeah, my gut's almost saying that Munster have the, have the wherewithal and the, the nous to, to pull this off. Well, look, it
0: should be a brilliant occasion. 55,000 tickets sold in less than two and a half hours. Strong Munster travelling support as always and just a blockbuster end to the URC season. And Murray, it sounds like you're leaning towards a, a Munster prediction.
1: Monster with a 65th minute more try what do you think oof
0: yeah I'm going to go for Munster too let's end the season with a bang for all those reasons we spoke about earlier they're informed they're confident and this is the kind of situation where they thrive in really isn't it they're underdogs they are are written off a small bit given the travel given who they're playing away from home backs against the wall I can just see a big performance coming but look let's hope let's hope it's a cracking game either way Murray thanks as always enjoy the weekend Cheers, you too. Murray will be back on Monday with Gavin Casey and Bernard Jackman for the 42 subscribers. Until then, take it easy and enjoy the weekend. This episode of the 42 Rugby Weekly is brought to you by Dundee Motors, Ireland's largest car website. Find your next premium car from one of our trusted dealerships. Driver's names for barrels. He out, out, only smokes, And he's refreshing the world in mind, body and spirit Mind, body and spirit You better hear it, I fear it Oh, that's the spirit Saying sister, oh, sister, how I miss you, miss You let go wrist to wrist take skin off, of If you're a rock star, porn star, superstar Doesn't matter what you are Get yourself a good car, get out of here Yeah. Put the boys in the better line. you are always talking about the boys in the better land. The boys in the better line. Put the boys in the better line. you are always talking about the boys in the better lab.